Welcome to Golden Gems with Dave Sean, Bill Hansen. We review each week the career and personal life of one of the great unforgettable artists of the golden days of radio. So please join us on a trip down memory lane as we take a look at today's artist. Then go to our website, www.goldengems.net, where we also look at more of their career and play some of their most unforgettable great hits, which we are unable to share on the podcast. We invite you to join us there also. But for now, sit back and relax as we talk about the life of today's unforgettable artist of the golden days of radio. Today we review the last group of Christmas favorites for this year that we presented on goldengems.net. We thank you for being with us this Christmas season and throughout the year. If you haven't yet, take time now to go there and listen to the songs that we will review here. And once again, thank you for being with us as we conclude our Christmas review for 2023. Winter Wonderland is a song written in 1934 by Felix Bernard and lyricist Richard Bernard Smith. Due to its seasonal theme, it's often regarded as a Christmas song in the Northern Hemisphere. Since its original recordings by Richard Himber, it has been covered by over 200 different artists. The song's lyrics were about a couple's romance during the winter season. A later version of Winter Wonderland, which was printed in 1947, included a new children's lyric that transformed it from a romantic winter interlude to a seasonal song about playing in the snow. The snowman mentioned in the song's bridge was changed from a minister to a circus clown, and the promises the couple made in the final verse were replaced with lyrics about frolicking. Singers like Johnny Mathis connected both versions of the song, giving Winter Wonderland an additional verse and an additional chorus. Christmas Lullaby is a popular sacred choral composition by John Rutter. He wrote his own text, beginning Clear in the Darkness. Three stanzas with the refrain, Ave Maria, Hail Mary. Rudder scored the piece for four vocal parts and piano. He composed it on a 1989 commission from the Bach Choir for the celebration of the 70th birthday of their conductor, David Wilcox. It was first performed at the choir's Christmas concert at the Royal Albert Hall in London, an event that Rudder knew from being a member of the audience as a boy. What Child Is This is a Christmas carol whose lyrics were written by William Chatterton Dix in 1865. At the time of composing the carol, Dix worked as an insurance company manager and had been struck by severe illness. While recovering, he underwent a spiritual renewal that led him to write several hymns, including lyrics to this carol that was subsequently set to the tune of Greensleeves, a traditional English folk song. Although it was written in Great Britain, the carol is more popular in the United States than in its country of origin. The lyrics of the song are taken from the poem The Manger Throne, written by Dix. The part of the poem that was utilized as the song's lyrics consists of three stanzas in total. The first poses a rhetorical question 
in the first half with the response coming in the second half. The second verse contains another question that is answered, while the final verse is a universal appeal to everyone, urging them to accept Christ. The carol's melody has been described as soulful, haunting, and beautiful in nature. The context of the carol centers around the adoration of the shepherds who visited Jesus during his nativity. The questions posed in the lyrics reflect what the shepherds were possibly pondering to themselves as they encountered him, with the rest of the carol providing a response to that question. O Holy Night is a well-known Christmas carol composed by Adolf Adams in 1847 from the French poem Midnight Christmas by poet Placide Capel. The carol reflects on the birth of Jesus as humanity's redemption. In Rockamour, at the end of 1843, the church organ had recently been renovated. To celebrate the event, the parish priest persuaded poet Capau, a native of the town, to write a Christmas poem. Soon afterwards that same year, Adolf Adams composed the music. Caroling Medley, the Osmonds, an American family vocal group with long and varied musical career, presents a medley of upbeat Christmas favorites and standards to brighten our Christmas preparations and festivities. Silent Night is a popular Christmas carol composed in 1818 in the small town of Oberndorf, Salzburg, Austria. A young priest, Father Joseph Moore, had come to Oberndorf that year. He had written the lyrics of the song, Still Knocked, in 1816. The melody was composed by Franz Xaver Gruber, schoolmaster and organist in the nearby village of Lamprestausen. Before Christmas Eve, Moore brought the music to Gruber and asked him to compose a melody and guitar accompaniment for the Christmas Eve Mass, after a river flooding had damaged the church organ. The song has gone on to be recorded in many versions by singers across the genres. The version sung by Bing Crosby in 1935 remains the fourth best-selling single of all time. The Bells of St. Mary's is a 1917 popular song. The music was written by A. Emmett Adams and the lyrics by Douglas Ferrer, following a visit to St. Mary's Church, Southampton, England. It was published by the London company Oshberg, Hopwood, and Crew. The song was revived in 1944 in the film of the same name by Bing Crosby and Ingrid Bergman. Still, Still, Still is an Austrian Christmas carol and lullaby. The melody is a folk tune from the district of Salzburg. The tune appeared for the first time in 1865 in a collection of the Salzburg Museum. The words describe the peace of the infant Jesus and his mother as the baby is sung to sleep. The lyrics have changed slightly over the years, but the modern German version remains attributed to George Gotch in the early 1900s. Christmas Song Commonly subtitled Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire is a classic Christmas song written in 1945 by Robert Wells and Mel Torme. According to Torme, the song was written in July during a blistering hot summer. In an effort to stay cool by thinking cool, the Christmas song was born. Wells had a spiral pad on his piano 
with four lines written in pencil. They started chestnuts roasting, Jack Frost nipping, Yuletide carols. Torme saw the writing on the pad, and 40 minutes later, the song was written. The Nat King Cole Trio first recorded the song in June of 1946. A second recording was made in August, utilizing a small string section, this version becoming a massive hit on both the pop and R&B charts. The hit was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 1974. Ave Maria, or Ellen's Song, as it was first known, was composed by Franz Schubert in 1825 as part of his Opus 52. A setting of seven songs from Walter Scott's popular narrative poem, The Lady of the Lake, loosely translated into German. It is one of Schubert's most popular works. Beyond the song, as originally composed by Schubert, it is often performed and recorded by many singers under the title Ave Maria, the Latin name for the prayer Hail Mary. The song, which is a prayer to the Virgin Mary, it was arranged in three versions for piano by Franz Liszt. Away in a Manger is a Christmas Carol, first published in the late 19th century and used widely throughout the English-speaking world. In Britain, it is one of the most popular Christmas carols. Gallup Poll ranked it a joint second. Although it was long claimed to be the work of German religious reformer Martin Luther, the carol is now thought to be wholly American in its origin. The two most common musical settings are by William Kirkpatrick and James Ramsey Murray in 1887. By Christmas of 1883, Luther's Cradle Song was already being performed as a recitation as part of a Sunday school celebration in a church in Nashville. Hallelujah Chorus. George Frederick Handel was a huge proponent of Italian opera in England in the early 1700s and wrote more than 40 of them. But by the 1730s, audiences weren't as interested in them anymore. Handel started shifting gears to accommodate people's changing tastes and began to write English-language oratorios, such as Messiah. The Christian-centric story of Messiah is all about Jesus the Messiah and is in three parts. The first starts with prophecies from prophets like Isaiah about Jesus' birth. The second part is all about the Passion, essentially the end of Jesus' life. And it's at the very end of this second part where we hear the Hallelujah Chorus. The third part is the story of Jesus rising from the dead and eternal life. What's interesting about Messiah is how it is not over-dramatized. The librettist Charles Jennings was very specific about not over-dramatizing Jesus' life, wanting to make it more about the mystery of godliness. Amazingly, Handel wrote the music for Messiah in 24 days. That's 259 pages of music and over two hours of runtime. Reception to Handel's Messiah was originally lukewarm, but it gained momentum as time passed. It grew in popularity in the 1750s and beyond after Handel's death. In the late 1700s, Messiah began to be altered for large-scale performances with hundreds of performers. And with today's Christmas episode, 
We conclude our presentation of Christmas carols and hymns for this year. We hope you've enjoyed listening to them and learning about them as much as we've enjoyed bringing them to you. Ranked as the second most popular Christmas carol in the English-speaking world, first published in 1885, first performed as Luther's Cradle Song, although entirely American in origin, the Mannheim Steamrollers share also with us a way in a manger. If you haven't yet, please go to www.goldengems.net and listen to the carols we reviewed here. We hope that we've added some joy to your Christmas preparations. And so we, Dave and Bill, thank you for being with us during this past tumultuous year. And we wish you all a very Merry Christmas and invite you to stay with us as we present during a wonderful new year more unforgettable artists from the golden days of radio. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you're having as much enjoyment as we are, reliving some of the unforgettable memories of the golden days of radio. To learn more about the career of today's artists and listen to several of their greatest hits, we invite you to go to our website, www.goldengems.net. May we also encourage you to tell your friends about the show. We'd love to have them join us in these little trips down memory lane. And as always, we invite your feedback or comments on goldengemsradio at gmail.com. So until next episode, this is Dave and Bill heading back into the archives to dust off some more unforgettable memories to share with you on Golden Gems.